0: Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer Podcast. I'm your host, Rob George, flying solo this week as Claire is away gallivanting, giving speeches and representing our paper at a major event in Birmingham. So you've just got me for company, but I hope we're going to take you through some of the stories you'll be reading on ob- WorcesterObserver.co.uk and of course online online on social media as well and I'm going to start with a little bit of a plea because this has been going down really well online with you and on social media as well and that's the story of Barney I'm sure you've read it on our Facebook page now Barney who was dumped like trash by the side of the road between Pershaw and Kempsey um, and found by the wonderful and one of the life's angels Pip Singleton who brought them back to the dog warden base and actually nursed him back to health which is lovely I am not, I'm a dog lover, I couldn't take one on on my own because I've seen the heartbreak of losing this four-legged friend has done to friends and family because people are devoted to their dogs and I don't think I could come up with, cope actually with the heartache but if you're going to do this to a four-legged animal or or any animal come to think of it, you should be made to sign a register that says I am a danger to animals because how you can leave poor little defenceless animals like Barney by the side of the road like rubbish as Pip Singleton said is just wrong for me. Please read the story and do get in touch. I've already had somebody get in touch and say if Barney has had a new home because they would love to rehome him. We are going to check and we will update you on a future podcast as well if Barney hasn't got a home and could be rehomed. We're going to update you on that because it is a wonderful, wonderful story of how some of the life's angels like pip singleton the dog warden that will go out rescue these dogs and nurse them back to health pip if you are listening more praise to you and maybe we're going to get you in on the podcast in weeks to come to talk about your work because i think whilst there's people that will mistreat animals in the way that this person or individual has done we need people like pip singleton well it is a sunny wednesday brexit still isn't resolved uh but then again so what's new but let's talk about some good news two good things really uh, important we've spoken before on the podcast about the arches what is the arches i hear you cry it is the development taking place under worcester's railway arches close to the hive which is going to see it revamped shops businesses all going to be based in the arches themselves and our new brand new walkway to Fourgate street station brilliant idea and this week um an architect and the surveyors were were they? Uh, sorry, the structural engineers were appointed for the project. That's KKE architects, architects, the people behind the wonderful Royal Worcester Porcelain Works and the structural engineering firm Shire have been appointed. Good luck to them. It's a four and a half million pound scheme. Very very exciting. If you've seen the pictures already, the artist impression. We're gonna stick the artist impression online. It looks really exciting and another great addition to a what's a really thriving area and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it editor at worcesterobserver.co.uk on facebook on instagram on twitter get in touch with me let me know what you think let me know also what you think about this story an ambitious bid to tackle isolation through physical activity has been boosted with three hundred and seventy thousand pounds from the national lottery these are the guys at sports partnership hereford Herefordshire and Worcestershire that do the great work promoting physical activity across the county and they have been rewarded with nearly £400,000 to go into rural areas, work with local groups and actually get people active. So it could be any sports club, people bringing the community together. It's a brilliant, brilliant scheme um, that is going to bring people together and it's more than worth the money and it's great that more money is being spent In Worcestershire again. Well, it would be in Herefordshire as well because this partnership works on both levels. Other stories that have caught my eye that you're going to see online this week, you may have read them already, but certainly something uh, to bear in mind, something for your diaries on Sunday. The commemoration of the First World War battle, which was widely perceived as saving civilization, is going to be held in Gellyveld Park on Sunday. The Worcester branch of the Worcestershire and Sherwood Foresters. Foresters' Regimental Association will welcome dignitaries, including the Mayor of Worcester, Councillor Aladitta, to Gellivelt Park on Sunday. That's October the twenty seventh. We're recording this on Wednesday, from eleven fifteen a.m. This remembers the Battle of Gellivelt, which took place near Eps on october the 31st 1914 it was widely regarded as one of the bloodiest battles of the first world war and so many soldiers lost their lives when everyone was running away from the germans it was the second battalion from um the worcestershire regiment that ran towards the germans to secure the uh, men in road and actually should prevent the Germans from getting access to the ports, which would have put the United Kingdom in great danger during the conflict. It's a well worth, it's a well worth attending commemoration. It will be a really humble, very emotional day. I'm sure we're going to see if we can get some pictures from the event as well for next week's paper and probably talk about it on the podcast as well next week as well. One thing is, if you're like my dear my dear wife uh, that loves hobbycraft then i hope you've attended the new hobbycraft that's on the blackpool retail park certainly we've got a picture of the mayor of worcester cutting the ribbon this has created 20 new jobs and i don't get it myself i don't get arts and crafts primarily because i'm not arty or crafty in the slightest way i can't even cut straight um, which is really, really hindrance when you've got a five-year-old that wants to do arts and crafts. Luckily, my wife is so talented at that, so all the arts projects that my son has to do and comes home from school with, it's it's down to him. I'm more technical-minded and fixing computers and things like that, but we've all got a skill, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, um, another thing I do want to touch on before we move on, Oscar Saxelby Lee, £30,000 was raised at a charity rugby match. I think we mentioned it on the podcast last week, but we've got more details of the story you'll find online. It was raised at the match between West Mercy Police and Warwickshire Police under the Six Ways floodlights. Oscar was there, his friends were there, staff from Pittmaston Primary School were there. Just a wonderful, wonderful evening and just the latest chapter in this story that has got a a very emotional and upsetting call because it's a little boy who isn't very well but it's just so inspiring i hope it is inspiring you as well i'm of course what's happening on friday or thursday for some of us the kids are breaking up for half term parents everywhere you're all listening to this what am i going to keep them occupied for a week tell you what spooky goings on will be on Uh, one one of Worcester's oldest buildings during the half-term break next Thursday and Friday so Halloween I shouldn't have done that should I that's really that really looks good on the little microphone because I'm actually having to look at the levels and produce it myself which is actually quite frightening so if this sounds rubbish it's all my fault but um the commandery will be hosting after dark tours between on Thursday, October the 31st, Halloween, and then just on Friday, November the 1st, because we haven't invented something for the day after Halloween. Um, There have been a number of rumours over the years over the ghostly sightings, and if you attend, maybe you might be visited by an unknown presence. Dan and why I did that are really, really weird. If you just want to scale down the Halloween scariness a little bit and test out your artistic talents, Pumpkin Carving at Cherry Lane Garden Centre is available from uh, on Monday, October the 28th. Great way to start half-term. A little bit of Pumpkin Carving. W- wonderful, wonderful. And also Dance Create Capture Workshops will take place on Tuesday uh, with... Thanks to Dancefest, I should say. Visit www.dancefest.co.uk or call 01905 611 for more information on that. And um, I'm recording this after a very long day yesterday, which saw me finish covering Worcester City Council city council's meeting at nearly midnight. Yes, they went on for so long. There were students from the University of Worcester there, aspiring journalism students. I wonder if they want to be journalism students covering council meetings after that length of meetings. Some did actually make it all the way till the end, which is an incredible testament to the stamina of these young younger aspiring journalists and something that take it from me that will serve them well in the future but a couple of things that you'll see online at the moment as we talk on wednesday if you're listening to this on wednesday or thursday morning you'll see it but it, the story will be changed is that labor have table calls for the city to pay a living wage for the city workers and to become an accredited living wage employer, meaning not only to do the city council pay the fair living wage which i l- understand is nine pound an hour which is actually going to go up i think in the subsequent general election. Come on, we all know it's coming, the general election. Let's not lie about it. And uh, that was backed... Councillor Lim Denham, who is the parliamentary candidate for the city, actually got that through unanimously because the Conservatives and the Green Party and the Liberal Democrats all uh, voted in favour of it. And also um, Adrian Gregson's calls for the city to be a fair employer, to promote fair working. That was also uh, backed through as well in what was quite a convivial motion on the council meeting which saw a lot of agreement one thing that didn't see any agreement and saw a lot of rancor yes i'm going to talk about goals but we're going to do that after this short break
1: you're listening to the
0: worcester observer podcast because you have impeccable taste And welcome back. You're listening to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George, flying solo this week with the absence of Claire, who's giving a speech and doing, I'm sure, doing a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job um, because she's a natural. You've heard her on the podcast. She's an absolute natural. Well, as I said before, we took a short break. We're going to talk gulls. And then Councillor Alan Amos, that well known well known resident of the Worcester Observer pages, the Worcester and other local newspaper pages as well, has called for the gulls to be culled. He's had enough. He wants them gone by twenty twenty, wants the gull the gull call to start to eradicate what he calls the flying rats from the city. I would love your thoughts on this. Do you actually mind them? Do you care, or are they making your life hell? Let me know, editor at worcesterobserver.co.uk. Let Get in touch with me on social media as well. Let me know your thoughts, because certainly Councillor Alan Amos, he, he has had enough. He just want, he wants them done, finished with, eradicated, and end the menace that they provide. It certainly calls... I'll give you an update. We've got breaking news on this, because on during the debate last night, certainly a lot of the Conservatives voting for it and wanting a cull Labour's joy squires quite rightfully said well hang on there's going to be a report discussed at the Environment Committee next Tuesday where some of these actions will actually be discussed so it provoked a lot of anger a lot of um, stress and strain but in the end an motion was amended that the managing director will seek Um, that they will actually seek to take action and investigate a gull call. So you may see the gulls eradicated from the streets if the legal case can be proven and if it can be accepted. But certainly the direction of travel from Worcester City Council at the moment is to perhaps take action now against these. I mean, I was walking down Worcester City High Street on Saturday. The size of one of them, one of them just looked like a small dog. I mean it's, I actually had to double take that because of the size not because I thought it was a dog because obviously dogs don't have beaks or that partial to fish and chips actually the one that was eating uh, that much I'm going to turn to a little bit of sport I do hope you might indulge me um, because we don't talk enough about sport uh, we should do a little bit more and I want to give you my thoughts on the 100 uh, we saw 7 Worcestershire players drafted that's Moeen Alley Pat Brown, Wayne Parnell, Ben Cox, Ross Whiteley, and Ed Barnard. And who's the one I've missed out there? That's very odd. I've missed... Oh, and Ricky we- Ricky Vessels, of course, the brilliant Ricky Vessels, who you've heard on this podcast. Um, they're all drafted to play for the teams, the franchises, and I congratulate them wholeheartedly because I've inter- I think I've interviewed every single one of them. I have interviewed every one of them they are the nicest professional sportsmen there's no air of arrogance look at me do you know who i am they're just hardworking sportsmen that love playing cricket so all the congratulations in the world to them because they're going to be making history because they're going to be one of 105 english cricketers that are going to say i played in the first tournament called the 100 i played in the first one uh, and i well i wish them all the best i'm absolutely stumped as why anyone actually thinks the tournament's a good idea though because it's um made it's made for TV which I don't like because sport shouldn't be made for TV TV should adapt to the sport and it's shoehorned into an already crowded summer and debuting in the same summer as Euro 2020 now England let's keep our fingers crossed we're more likely going to be qualifying so the attention of the nation as we know is going to be on a major football tournament and not on this new tournament so i fear where the ecb are going wrong here is that they're actually debuting a tournament when there's a major football tournament on it's not a good idea ecb i want to take you back though last year i sat in the Edgebuston press box during the finals finals day of the the Vitality Blast when Worcestershire won it. We'll gloss over this year. That just didn't happen. Um, But I sat in the the press box last year. I saw young and old marvel at the entertainment provided by cricketers on the field in coloured clothing, nice blue clothing, hitting 4s and 6s, wickets, catches. But the whole fan base was there. There were people there from 6 to 60, men, women, children, You name it, they were all there because they were entranced by the love of the cricket, under the lights, under the floodlights, to the sounds of Sweet Caroline, because that is, as any cricket fan will tell you, is some sort of anthem for cricket in this country, certainly the one-day stuff. I thought then, as I thought do do now, you don't need... If you're listening, ECB, you don't need the 100. You just need to spend the money you've spent on this, in marketing and promoting the game we've already got, because we've got three great formats... T20, 20 overs, it's all over in three hours. 50 overs, which England are world champions at, by the way, and test match cricket for the longer format of the game. There's something to appeal to everyone there. Market the game what we've got, the game we've got better. You don't need new truncated and sort of different formats like this, which I, I hope I'm wrong, and 12 months from now, if we're absolutely loving the first season of the 100... And it's really captured people's attention and got people talking about cricket. I will be the first to admit that I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but do let me know if you disagree with it. Because certainly we're not going to see games at New Road. The Birmingham Phoenix franchise will be playing at Edgebuston. We will see the women's hundred played at New Road, which I think is very important to stress because we're getting women. We've got women cricketers from all over the world coming to play in the women's format, which is a fantastic phenomenal boost to the women's game another brilliant boost to the women's game in this country and it's great new road would be hosting it but i just fear cricket lovers in worcestershire certainly in worcester are going to be ignored by the format and that can never be a good thing and especially when i hear the ecb telling people well it's not for cricket fans it's for new fans take everybody forward with you ecb don't rule people out don't say this is not for you take all cricket lovers we all got to be everyone everyone got behind the blast when it was the T20, or 2020, because that was the thing that was said when it was first started in 2003. Take people with you, ECB. Don't rule people out. If people want to watch it, don't rule them out. Yes, appeal to new fans by all means, but don't rule people out from wanting to watch it, because, well, cricket is never... Cricket is always going to have to compete for attention, because it doesn't have the sort of kudos and the money... That Premier League football offers. On that subject, uh, let's do a little bit of sport before we do Claire's What's on Worcester roundup. Don't worry, she's recorded it for you. It's all going to come up on the podcast. Don't worry, she's not going to leave the packed programme of entertainment out from this city. This week, uh, just a little bit of sport before we close. Uh, Congratulations to Worcester Warriors. Game one of the Gallagher Premiership season, a 24 16 win over Leicester Tigers the fifth straight win over Leicester Tigers if there's any Leicester Tigers fans listening you must be sick to the sight of the Worcester Warriors by now but they've got Northampton Saints at, Warriors have got Northampton Saints at Franklin's Gardens on Saturday off two o'clock could be two wins from two but Northampton will arrive at the game on the back of a very, very impressive 27-25 win over a depleted Saracen side who have lost a load of players to the Rugby World Cup. But still, it's a great win, so it's going to be a massive test. Alan Solomons has told his side to prepare for a tough game, and I certainly think it will... Good luck to Worcester City as well. They're off to Dial in the Black Country. You know, if you live in the Black Country, you'll know that accent makes sense, but they all speak like, Dial in the Black Country, it's lie. Um, they're off to Tividale in the Midland Prem uh, on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Looking to get a win to climb up from thirteenth and ahead of a November, which will see Worcester City play eight games in twenty-eight days. Very fixture congested, and it's already only November. And before we do the What's on Worcester roundup, I think a big, massive good luck to the England rugby team take on New Zealand in. The toughest game of the Rugby World Cup on Saturday morning. I'm not that keen on rugby. I certainly could take it or leave it. The last few weekends I've been getting up at 8 o'clock to watch these games. They are enthralling. Eddie Jones, come on boys, let's beat New Zealand then knock off Wales or South Africa and let's bring that William Webb Ellis trophy home. Because I remember what the atmosphere when England won it in 2000 and I think 2003, was it? I think it was maybe... No, definitely 2003. Let's do that again. Let's bring that trophy home from japan because last time we went that far away to play a rugby world cup we won it so let's do it again good luck boys uh that is me flying solo i've done pretty well i've gone on for 20 minutes anyone will tell anyone who knows me personally tell you that i do go on and on and anyway so why not put it to good use on the worcester observer podcast but i think time now to get the one and only claire bullivant's what's on worcester roundup
1: Thanks, Rob. You've actually been doing my job for me this week with all your fun things to see and do this week in town. Thanks for that, Rob. Especially with the kids on half term and it also being Halloween. Obviously, there's loads of things going on. Check out the paper and also online for our full listings of events and things. That nighttime walk you mentioned through the commandery, Rob, sounds so much fun. I've heard it's booking up very quickly when I spoke to them yesterday. So if anyone out there is listening to this and you do want to go, book book now because it really will fill up before Thursday. But also some other fun things not to miss out on this coming week. On Tuesday the 29th of October, don't miss out on The Drifters. They're coming to town. Yes, the real Drifters will be at the Swan Theatre because they're back on tour and in the UK with a brand new show performing all their classic hits from the last 6 decades. Can you believe they've been around for 6 whole decades? Get your tickets really quickly from because it's bound to be a sellout show. Also, I highly recommend Six The Musical, which is starting at Malvern Theatres on Tuesday the 29th. Now, you've probably heard about this show. It has been nominated for five Olivier Awards already, including Best New Musical. The sellout London smash hit six is the show everyone is losing their head over. And there's a pun in there because I don't know if you know about it or you've read about it, But it features Tudor queens to pop princesses. And it's the six wives of Henry VIII. And it's their chance. They're finally taking to the stage to tell their tales. Remixing 500 years of historical heartbreak into a 75-minute celebration of 21st century girl power. These queens may have green sleeves, but their lipstick is rebellious red. It's direct from the West End. The sellout smash hit scene is the best West End has has to offer, according to the Daily Telegraph. So do get your tickets. It's going to be a fantastic show. Um, You do have to be 10 years or older, though, to go and watch it. So get your tickets from the Malvern Theatres. Also starting on Tuesday, the 29th of October, and this is running until Friday, the 1st of November. There are spooks and scares to be had at the Commandery for the kids. This is fun for children of all ages and involves broomstick, obstacle courses, a pin the wart on the witch, um, potion, ingredients, trails, spooky crafts every day, two sessions, one at 11am and one at 1pm. Sorry, You can get your tickets for that and find out all the information on museums.worcestershire.org.uk. And also for anyone interested in history, Howard Robinson is giving one of his brilliant history talks on Tuesday, the 29th of October. That's a 7.30pm start there, and it's all happening at Huntington Hall. Um, this time it's on William Bly and the mutinies, and could the mutinies have been avoided had he done things differently? If you do want tickets, give them a call on 01905 also on Wednesday, something I want to go and see. Don't miss Dylan for Oscar night. This is the Royal Alberts Bob Dylan Band and Acoustic Guests performing at Crown Gate in Worcester. 7.30pm start there. I've heard these guys are amazing, so do try and check that out. And finally, for any actors listening, on Wednesday the 30th of October, there is a theatre workshop day happening at the Swan Theatre. They do these occasionally and they're brilliant fun. Um, the Tempest is going to be the study for this one. It's a great thing to do. So if you are into Or you're an actor yourself, do get yourself in. It's a great experience. You meet fellow thespians and get some really good tips. Book yourself in to the Swan Theatre. It's 01905 611 427. Have a lovely week, everyone, and a spooky, fun Halloween. And remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know so we can let everyone know. Back to you, Rob.
0: I feel odd odd saying thanks, Claire, to when I'm talking to an empty chair, but thanks, Claire, for a great What's On Worcester Roundup. And thank you for listening. It's been a little bit different this week, but hopefully you've still enjoyed it. Let's hope we're back to normal next week, and let's see what the weeks ahead brings. Certainly a general election seems like it's around the corner. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Thank you for listening. Do keep in touch with us. On social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, or just email me, editor at WorcesterObserver.co.uk. Keep an eye on WorcesterObserver.co.uk for all the latest news, sport, and entertainments from the faithful city. And get in touch with me with any feedback, good or bad. Well, okay, if it's bad, make sure you know us to me, though, and just let me down gently. But until we meet again, I think we're done here. Thanks so much for listening. Bye bye.